Hello there. Welcome to the Oblivious Maximus podcast for another episode. I'm your host, Aaron Osborne. Uh, this episode, my guest is Mark from Shackles. Um, Mark and I have known each other for quite a while, I suppose, but Shackles are a fucking great band and they have a really good record coming out on the 6th of November through Resist Records called Hatred's Reservoir. Please go to Shackles' internet presence and listen to the songs, go to Spotify or whatever, check it out. The song is awesome. The record's great. Um, Mark and I caught up to talk about the new Shackles record and also a record that he chose to talk about, Lone by Suffer, a band from Perth. Another band that I've played with a lot and heard the record a lot and things like that. So it was sick to talk to him about a record that he likes a lot and also chat about the new Shackles album, which is unreal. Um, Please enjoy us chatting about that. Sorry, I haven't done this for a little while. I've been doing other stuff. Um, Got some cool episodes coming up soon. Good guests lined up. I'll keep them coming. Check out the videos on YouTube. Um, Follow us on the things. Subscribe to us. Give us a rating if you want to. Message me and tell me who you think I should talk to. Otherwise, enjoy episode 103 with Mark from Shackles. Fucking brutal. Mark, thank you for doing the podcast with me. It's my pleasure. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you as well in in the internet. You're, you're in you're in Melbourne though. Yes. Are, are you in Melbourne or are you back in Canberra? No, right. I'm, okay. I'm in so, Melbourne in full lockdown. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. You. The place looks clean. Your house, from what I can see, the house looks clean for well, someone. This is actually a mattress on its side, developing a very bad vocal booth behind me. So. <laughs> There's not a hole behind there where you've been pooing and not leaving the room, is there? It's actually what I'm doing now. I just live in here. That's like the a, toilet. Just a poo hole. Have you been writing any new music since you've been locked locked up? Yeah, well, I ha- I didn't write the music for it, but Mental Cavity have written a whole new record and I'm recording the vocals for it here. So they're doing everything in Canberra and I'm just doing the singing here. Oh, you're singing in Mental Cavity now? Yeah. It was there like a chat. All you, this is I love Canberra and and actually all all the scene all the scenes like the smaller city scenes have the most like just incest. Oh yeah, groups absolutely. That can all swap instruments. Like Canberra is really good at it. Perth's pretty good at it, and and South Australia like Adelaide like they all just like swap instruments and do someone you know yeah do someone else's band and then and then they'll swap instruments again and they'll complete someone else's vision you it's it's impressive yeah. i like it a lot well my dog's just joined in the background I, here as well so. i just i just saw the dog <laughs> i was like nice she came out of my poo area and has joined yeah her. yeah she's back there back there hanging out in, in your homemade um homemade portaloo. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know that that band band stuff like that's always been really funny. I think particularly from those places, yeah, you know, like I think it's just because there's so few people that you just ultimately you just learn how to. Like I started playing drums. That's what I did, and then like I learned how to play guitar because 
I was sick of playing drums in every band. So I wanted to play guitar in a band and then it's just sort of like grown and grown from there. Yeah, yeah, you've done yeah, that's what I mean. You've been in like nearly every <laughs> every band that's come out of Canberra nearly. Like there's there's I just tried. like Yeah, yeah. And you've played you've I don't know. I, I like that though that everyone what I was impressed about because that was kinda I don't know, I'm impressed though that people are open minded enough. Like to, to do like just different styles and, and like it's like okay this is my friend's band but i'm gonna play in it yeah yeah and, oh, and, you know, and, and, and see the vision through like everyone's open-minded enough and into enough different styles to sort of allow for that to happen that's what's kind of cool about it. even though it's a small crew everyone has a diverse enough taste to sort of do a whole lot of different bands like yeah and i think i think that's cool i think for me as well and for well at least for the guys that you know predominantly that i've played music with is that like everyone's fairly open to doing everyone else's like ideas like yeah like i exist for sure like i mean murph and alex weren't i mean they were like punk hardcore guys like they weren't listening to stoner rock or whatever i mean they listened to like zeppelin and sabbath and stuff but like they weren't listening to the stuff that i was ripping off when i was writing but I was in the other band with them, so it was just natural for them to be in the band with me, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it kind of makes sense as well, though, because, like, I guess, like, it kind of makes sense for punks to play that type of music. Because with I Hate God, wasn't Mike's thing, like, I want to do, like, Black Sabbath, but a punk band. Yeah, yeah. So so it kind of, it's kind of true, true to that style that you had, like, punks and and playing it i think yeah and i think the i think the vibe as well particularly for me with that stuff is like i mean i'd been playing in death metal bands and metal bands and stuff with people for years and i could never get the vibe right doing that stuff like playing like a stonery whatever kind of band i could never get that right with like metal guys i could only get it right with like i mean josh you know who plays guitar and i exist as an old metal dude but like other than him Everyone else who made up that band was my friends from playing in hardcore bands, and that—that's like that was the that was the thing that made it work. That's it's so and and it's like the same thing in I know in in South Australia that was like the end of the vaginas in Adelaide, and then like members of that were in like the weight Mm. and like just just completely different styles, which I always just thought, oh, this is cool because like. I guess I guess where I grew up, you didn't see so much of that happening. There was it was cool. There was it was focused, but a lot of the bands were sort of like you either did that style or another style. There was like one or two guys that sort of tra- traversed between a few different styles. Yeah, and bands, but like people generally stuck to what they did. But uh, I don't know. I just I just like the open mindedness. I think it's I think yeah, it's cool. All it's right, very cool. Well, let's rip into we talking. We're going to talk about two records on this episode today, but the first. The first of the two is the record that you picked, um, Loan by Suffer. Why did you pick this record? Um, okay. I it, I got it in 2010, not long after it came out, and I had like a really shitty turntable at the time. And I just remember it was like one of the f- – it, it was one of my early records that I bought and like really played the shit out of. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of records I just bought because I was like, oh, this is – I have to own this. But this one I bought and really played at a ton because, you know, it was any way you could listen to it. There was no other – I don't think it was up online anywhere. And, yeah. And uh, it, it along with, with one of uh, 
Rorts, Rort Seven. Sure. Those were the two things. But this, but yeah, I got it, and I just remember even on my crappy turntable, I just thought it sounded so good. Like I thought my house was falling down when I first put it on. <laughs> like the big, just like the noise at the beginning, and, yeah. and it's just just this impending doom. And it's just such a um. Even though for them it was their, a real clean recording, I just thought it was just such an off the cuff, like evil, uh, monstrosity of a record. Yeah. And, and it it really. I still think they landed somewhere between Grind and, and Power Vance, but where no, not many other bands have landed, you know? Yeah. It, it had – Mickey's voice is just really – it just sounds like its own thing. The samples and the noise. It's just, it's just a – it's a mutant. It's just a mutant 16 minutes. Yeah. Well, me. I mean, that that was one of – I mean, one of the – like the first notes that I made was that, like, I feel like they were one of the first – of the like power violence type bands in Australia, at least in that like wave that was happening at that time. Yeah. That was like actively doing the noise stuff with pedals and stuff live as well. Yeah. Yeah. It, there was, um, oh, the other band, there was a band from, yeah, they actually had the, like the man is the bastard noise bits and everything. Yeah. There was, there was the other band, um, from, from Queensland that did this split with extortion. Um, I was just trying to remember, they haven't done anything in ages, but this, I think the singer does like graphic design for the Amity Affliction and stuff now. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, okay. Um, they're from the sunny coast. God damn it! Ah, uh, oh, it's going to come to me. I, I can't believe I've forgotten. <laughs> Five years ago, it would have just dropped out of my mouth. But but my brain has absorbed so much junk um, the last few years that things have been getting pushed out. But they they were they were the more noise focused one. Like yeah. Very Man is the bastard. But Suffer were a bit more. They were still on like that crossed out sort of. Yeah. Um. It was still like very much a straightforward, like, very much a hardcore band. Mm. But but there was yeah, like you said, a lot like I, I actually listened to, I listened to the LP again the other day, and in my head like I'd had it positioned as such like a uh, a um disciplined like yeah power once grind record, but like. Listening to it again, I actually was like, "Oh, there's actually quite a bit here that's really tripped out." You know what yeah. I mean? Because I'm, I think I'm really I interpreted like- it the same way. I think my, because uh, I mean, I hadn't, I hadn't listened to it in years, but like when you suggested, it, I was like, "Oh, fuck yeah!" And same, like I have the record, and I like went and like dusted off the actual record and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Like, but it, it, um, I was, yeah. I mean, I think like we were saying before we started recording, like I definitely played with them like a number of times and i think i i could be wrong but i'm relatively certain maybe we play maybe slow burn our like melodic hardcore band i remember i remember slow burn sam sam sang yeah yeah i think yeah yeah i think the when slow burn went to perth which was yeah like around this time that this came out i'm relatively certain they played with us and like i i remember it being like pretty funny like this was the back in the time where you know like a melodic hardcore band would go to perth and the lineup would be like a beat down band a slow burn a melodic hardcore band and suffer and that was a that was a fine build (laughs) yeah yeah i miss those days i miss those days but yeah i just remember i i'm relatively certain it was that if not i know i exist played with them over there for sure but like i just remember thinking as well that like like you just said, like I remember in in my head, the perception of this was it was like such a precise, like, um, 
unit or something because live they were live they were really wild uh, and you know the the had the pedals going with the noise stuff and stuff and then when i heard the record i think maybe it's just like a obviously like a tighter capturing of that um, yeah yeah but then listening to it the other day i was like you know through good speakers and stuff i was like oh this is fucking awesome <laughs> like it's really yeah, loose and stuff it- as well yeah, it is. I, I I heard that with the LP, they took a lot of takes because all their recordings before that were just like filthy tapes, mm. and like they'd bury their sloppiness and off the cuffness in just like terror, like inaudible recordings. <laughs> and and uh, um and and um, but that was kind of what made them sick. Like I, I was just listening to their old stuff just before, and I was just like, this is so. Just yeah, it's still it, it it's just sort of. I guess because I was a period where I was just like I was just all I was listening to was like just re- just fast hardcore bands yeah and, it, and obviously that's still like in my musical diet to a big degree but um, I was like having a little bit of a step back and then coming back to that and just realizing how how fucking crazy they did it I was like yeah this is just savage and and it is like I I, yeah, I always thought it was like oh it's it's real like you know they're trying to it, uh, yeah like I know I know. I think Mickey wielded a bit of an iron fist with the band. Like he, he had certain sounds that he really wanted, wanted to get to. Yeah. And uh, like, I know there was on the record, there was going to be, I think the bass player was going to be doing, I don't care if I'm not allowed to talk about this. That's fine. Uh, I hope, I hope I, I'm just going to air all their dirty laundry. <laughs> I think the bass player was doing like um, backups. Yeah. And, Mickey was like, no, make them more New York, make them more New York or something, change that a bit, change that, you know, trying to trying to get like a certain sound. And they all got scrapped. <laughs> like all of them, all of them got scrapped. And uh, so, yeah, and, and, and I know the earlier stuff, it had more of that like power guy influence, that more like through the teeth sort of, yeah, sort of sure. infest voice. Yeah. But I think the demo had that. So it was more going for like a straightforward sort of power violence vibe, like infest and, and crossed out. Mm. But then the latter stuff, yeah, he just sort of, went with his natural voice and it's that raw just like it's not a metal voice it's not a hardcore it's just this it's just this harrowing um yeah harrowing yell and i remember okay so when we played with them we we had record i think we recorded our seven maybe yeah um we were finally a functioning band because shackles spent the first year like as kind of a non-functioning band, like one of the main people who started the band with me left. So it was just like the first year was like embryo shackles. And then shackles really only got started up properly in 2011. Yeah. And we played with Taipan, um, uh, the infamous yeah. assholes from Sydney. And, <laughs> um, and, 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 and they were coming up and we were really excited. And, and, and uh, so we played with them and, and they stayed at my mum's house afterwards, Yeah, which was, interesting funny yeah yeah <laughs> seeing like seeing seeing these like actual scumbags staying my mum's like nice like live laugh love boomer um house <laughs> how, did really your, how did your mum respond to this oh she was fine she thought they were really nice boys that's good she's, she's that's not, always the way smart. that's always the way <laughs> uh, she thought they were really nice boys but so they stayed at my mum's house and then um and then i remember we got, they said, oh, would you guys want to come down and play with Safa in a few months? Yeah. And we were like so excited because we barely left. Yeah, we'd never left um, Brisbane or Byron. That was the only place we'd played. And we went down and we were so excited to play with Safa. And um, we, we were just, we just couldn't wait. We we're like, oh my God, we're playing this, like, you know, they put this really good show together and we're playing with a bunch, you know, all these sort of stylistically 
similar bands. I think Eye Gouge were playing. Yeah. Taipan, Suffer, Rort were on one of the shows. So it was sort of like an interstate. Um, a big it, mashup. It was a real, like, yeah, a showcase of um, and the flyers were sick. It was just, it was just, it just looked wild, and we couldn't wait. And um, I remember we got down there, and it was just the sh- the vibes at the first show were just dismal. Like there was, <laughs> it was, it was just so dismal. Um, and okay, so we played first to like a sort of like a. I think the most attentive the audience was all night. Yeah, and then, and then another band played that a non a not very long lived band played of like. Uh, Sydney dudes. Uh, a negative reinforcement came over. They played, and then and then that's right. Okay, and then Taipan played, and like uh, Meat Dog, and there was like a couple of skinheads there, uh-huh. and there was a big fight during Taipan set because it was Beardos, like Beardos, sort of older Beardos, sort of Palavance dudes, you know, sort of more Hesher hardcore dudes, yeah, and. Yeah and skinheads and a fight broke out and I was just terrified because I hadn't seen a fight in so long at a show. I was like, and I was there all sun. I'd just been surfing all day, I think. And just hanging out with my brother in Sydney. And it was, it was really fun. And then, okay. And then Suffer finally played. And I was like, finally, I get to this band because of the fight half the show had left. So it was just this dismal. (laughs) Yeah. Mickey was drunk, like drunk and having just and just spurging out abusing the audience yeah and uh and i was like okay so this is what it is and then i think half the gear didn't work and they just played half a set of just <laughs> audience abuse and just like <laughs> just it was just a mess it was like, just like a total like heckler mess. feedback basically <laughs> yeah yeah it was just a brutal like him telling the audience to get fucked and i was like <laughs> we've we travelled to Sydney for this. Yeah. Uh, um, but but that uh, in a sense, looking back, I was like, it was kind of like a true. It looking back now, um, what I sort of love about the band is that they sort of did. They sort of captured like what crossed out and everyone did. Like a band that was really hard to sort of, um, mm. you know, hard. So that was that was it was such a, a group of discordant personalities and everything like that that created some did some wild shows and did some shows that you wish you weren't anywhere in the vicinity of. Yeah. Oh, and I think like the other thing too for me is that they, I mean, I definitely played a bunch of shows with their other bands and stuff over the years. And I think like Mm. maybe even like the last time I just went to Perth, like all of their other bands played one of the shows at one point, you know? Um, Right, right. Like War Threat? Yeah. War Threat? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was was so... War threat and um, dr- dr- drowning horses. Well, that was the thing. Like Mickey's, mm. like and, and self self harm. Did you guys have you seen heard self harm? I've heard them, but Are I you? we I've not. Yeah, obviously I've not seen them or played with them, but I've heard, I've heard some, them. Yeah, I, I mean I'm amazed because like I went. I just thought oh Mickey's like this insane character. Like he just yeah. seems like an off the cuff like lunatic. And but then you know I think age he's aged a bit now, and he's like now he seems like a really responsible show organizing adult. Um. <laughs> And and yeah, his bands are great, but mm. um, but that's what's what's cool about it too. It was one of those bands where they had this, yeah, this mythical epic thing going on, and then you become friends with the members, and everything changes. <laughs> and that's why people say never, never become friends. Yeah, never meet with your, your um, never meet your heroes. Never meet your idols. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, heroes. I realized I was aiming pretty low in the hero department, but but <laughs> meeting him as a person, um, he's he's like a sweet. Yeah, I think he's like a really really sweet guy, but and a real really talented musician too. But 
But I, I really feel they just nailed it down because I know I know Crossed Out didn't. They played like seven shows in their whole thing and just did like yeah. a slew of small releases and splits, and, and left for like that was like you know they they left that that uh, archetype of like that mm. band that just captured psychopathic energy yeah, yeah and then just and then just disappeared into oblivion and that's kind of like what what suffer did on 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 a yeah. le- on a level well um, i think too like the other thing as well is that like um well particularly this record at least like i think like yourself i'd heard a bunch of the other stuff before and i'd seen obviously i at least f- from memory i'd seen them before this record came out and then when this came out, it was kind of like a real. It felt to me like a real culmination of all that stuff. Like and yeah, and it kind of like released it more into like I guess the masses, I suppose. But yeah, yeah. Because then after this came out, it was when at least after this came out, it must have been around the time that I moved here, and I think because I'd seen them, there was definitely, and it was definitely before I'd made like many friends here that would go that i would know would go to like a power violence show or something yeah yeah and i remember going to a show they played i think it was at this place called cat food press it was like a tiny little cafe diy venue thing or whatever and i'm fairly sure i went because well i wanted to see suffer but brendan who used to be an extortion was one of his bands was playing the show as well and i Drowning Horse. Did, I don't Drowning know, Horse? I don't, I don't know if it was Drowning Horse, but it was like one of one of his bands was playing. And I, yeah. when I exist toured with Extortion, I'd like borrowed something from him on the tour and forgotten to give it back. And then oh, like right, right. he came to Melbourne and I was like, I got to bring you this thing. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Like it must have been something very inane like a pe- like a pedal or something that i borrowed from him that i had for like a year and i had to give it back to him but i went to the show and suffer played and i was like real revved up to see them but it was i mean it wasn't like a disheveled mess of a show but at the same time it was like very wild and like a very my first experience of going to a show kind of like this in a diy venue in melbourne where like it's a very different thing to going to a show like this in Canberra because if you go to a show like that in Canberra, like you literally know every person there. Yeah, yeah. Whereas here, I was like, oh, there's actual like, you know, crust punks are real here. <laughs> like they're yeah, real. Yeah, they yeah. exist in this town. <laughs> like, well, it's yeah, yeah. There's like a high level of conscientiousness in the Canberra scene. Like it just oozes organization <laughs> and all of that stuff. You see, like that. Sorry, I read I read too much about the big five personality types in social science. Like I just it's it's like a little pet hobby of mine. But yeah, you see you see that in the, you, you know like you you're just like this organized. You're you know sure. the music scene needs people like you. You're like a tent pole of like conscientiousness and organization and, and initiative. Yep. And then there's other people like uh, Suffer who um <laughs> who are like leeches hanging off the um. <laughs> Off, off the pre-existing structures that somehow create some artistic masterpieces here and there, but but That's uh, a very good analogy yeah, for a lot of people. I yeah, have to say. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a bit like one of those. I go to and fro. I can be organised, but then I'm a complete disaster at times too. <laughs> I think I think the other thing too is that like, and I I don't know, and it is I definitely feel weird about talking about it because I guess I'm like. I technically play in extortion now, but I've never, I've not played a show with them because I started playing in a band I, that 
existed just before a pandemic. So. I know, I know. But I mean, I'm so excited for um, when this pandemic's over. That's one of the things I'm most excited for is seeing you play an extortion and seeing you guys get out a bit. It'll be fun. I mean, I think I think the the funny thing thinking about it, though, is that, like, obviously I was a big fan of that band, like everyone in uh, who listens to this sort of music was. Um, but, I mean... It's really interesting to me when when band like with the other bands from Perth. I think I think probably suffer at least at the time I felt got a bit of a bum rap sometimes of being like oh they're just other Perth guys they're just extortion number 2 or whatever but like yeah it never it, it when you listen to the record that's not the vibe at all. Like it's it's not it's very different not- in in the context of what this music is, you know. Yeah, like extortion's a little bit more of like a, um, I think it's more of like a fast core vibe and maybe more like a, like, you know, like um, no comment or something like yeah. that, you know, like, like um, diff- it, they're, they're really different things. Like uh, suffers more of an emphasis on, 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 I think, the brutal side of power violence. Yeah. Like the brutal, like there's this, it's fast, but there's also an emphasis on those big, slow, dirgy bits. And while extortion does that, extortion's, so much just pedal to the metal and catchiness. Yeah. And that that's what I've always... But, I mean, that's the thing, Extortion and other band. Like, I almost would have picked an Extortion record, but I have, like, too many favourites. Yeah. Like, it's just... And, and it, I'm always split between what part of Extortion I like best. Because... Um, yeah, well, I, I mean, I, th- that was one of, like, the funniest things about, like, jamming with them was, like, learning what... I mean... I've not learned that many songs in the context of how many songs they have, but I've I've learnt like fifty songs or something, sixty songs, or something yeah. like that. And like the uh, it's, I mean, it's just so funny how it moves from like the demo to the stuff that is recorded that hasn't been released at the moment. But like yeah. the the how that grew and changed is like so weird, and how like. One record will be like this, and then like another. This record will sort of develop a little bit, but then the next record will go back to what the first one did. Like it's really, yeah. it's really strange yeah, how yeah. they worked it. It's constantly like uh, progressing and then regressing mm. back to like. I I think um good bands do that though. You yeah, know, I think it's exciting hearing a band like even if uh regress back to like a, a older periods and like, put something new on it. Yeah, or, you know. I, I actually think Converge did that a bit with some of their newer records. Like they sort of went back yeah. and I think so. and mined. I mean, like, I think that some of that's good. Like Converge for sure. Like there's definitely like you know they they lost like pit riffs at some point in the band, and then now they like they got all the pit riffs back. Like, all the pit riffs are back. Yeah, yeah and it's kind of fun, I guess, because like you have to. I guess that's the thing with bands is like you either be like a band like Safa or like some of those, you know, classic older sort of hardcore bands that were these, you know what I mean? Like short-lived, um, yeah. I mean, stuff was still around for like seven years or something. I mean, they weren't exactly like, they were sort of in the middle, but, but you know, you'd you be a flash in the plan and you really create something. Um, you create one thing that, that sort of either stands the test of time or doesn't or gets like, you know, or you hang around, you know, and you keep releasing stuff and yeah. which is, which is sort of how the bands I've done have been. Um, and, and yeah, I guess eventually sometimes going backwards is the only way to sort of feel fresh again. Yeah. I mean, I, I've definitely had, I mean, I've had that in playing music and I mean, like it, it gets to a certain point as well where you kind of, you like, 
out progress yourself as well. Like you get to a certain point, yeah. you're like, oh, I just want to do that thing from like five years ago. That was way like I had way more vibe on that than I do on where we're up to now. You know? Like- yeah, yeah. It's like do you keep pushing that envelope, or do you sort of go back to what what the band? And I think for, like that can be new. That can feel like uh, like in rebirth sometimes. Yeah, I think sort of. Well, that that was like that. that was like the entire reason when we did that like burn the hostages demo. We that was like the point of doing that, and then we did nothing for ten years, and then yeah, yeah. Our friend Andrea, like I guess, asked Jason or Jason asked her, like, "Hey, like, do you want to play drums?" Or she was like, "I I can play drums for your band or whatever." And then it was like, "Okay, cool." And then it felt like it was so cool. I mean, I'm I'm looking again when I can do stuff again. I'm looking forward to doing more with that as well. But like, it was like so cool to do that just because it was like writing those riffs that are like, you know, four riffs in a song, and they're basically the same riff. You just move them up and down or yeah, make them yeah. slower. And like, yeah, I got so much joy out of doing that because I was like, oh fuck, I've been spending the last like ten years like. I don't know, learning guitar and getting better at guitar and felt like so yeah. refreshing to just play like to, to push push I exist forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, can yeah, and um which is I mean, you've written like three yeah. huge three, three three very like guitar heavy records in the Yeah, yeah. So but but it, and it, but it's funny and after doing that it's funny that going back and doing like yeah, burn the hostages. It's fresh because, like, you. Yeah, yeah. The dumbest blues stuff you can do feels like, oh, no. this is so good. <laughs> no, no, I, I love burn the hostages. When I, when I, I didn't know, I think until I saw you that Rowan was singing. I thought yeah. he was like playing because I knew he played in like he. I think he was in Drowning Horse. Yeah, he was before. And yeah, and and uh, and I was like, oh, he must be playing. But then I was like, and when I heard him singing, I was like, oh, he sounds like Mike from I Hate God. Yeah. Well, and it was it was and super I, funny because that was. When we, like, started doing it, it was, like... Because he, he came and did, like, guest vocals on an I Exist record. And then we, like... When we were recording it, we we were just talking about I Hate God or something. And then I was, like, yeah, I I mean, obviously, I want to start an I Hate God band. I've been trying to do it for my whole life. And then Rowan was, like, just do it. I can... I, like, I'd like to sing in a band that's slow. Like, not sing in a fast band or whatever. Yeah. Like, like, bah, 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 bah. Yeah. Man. And, like, he... It's so... F- I mean, it's really funny watching Rowan, like, record singing. Because he's, like... Or, like, he's so good at what he does. And he knows exactly what he wants to do. That it's, like, always one take. Never needs to do it again. Like, if he does need to do it again, it's because he didn't, like have the microphone in the right place or something like but he can just like get the vocals right like i don't know i guess it's just because he's been singing in bands for like so long now that he just knows exactly what he wants to do you know oh man i wish i could do that i'm terrible i'm terrible (laughs) yeah yeah, absolutely terrible i take i take and you're you're recording yourself doing vocals oh yeah it's it well it's been a real learning curve like punching oh, in terrible running yeah. back around there fucking something up coming back over here and going back and then going back over there <laughs> oh my god you need to train the dog to yeah. do something. instead she's just sitting or, here fucking doing or one nothing. of those um those like weighted bird things that drink water by itself <laughs> get one of yeah. those things to record helping you record yeah that'd, that'd be a good idea yeah but uh oh no that's yeah that's crazy i i've, I've gotten better i actually did an 
just a new little project recently over COVID, mm-hmm. a, a, um, a, a new death metal band, but it was already all recorded. They just need someone to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, not Contaminated, another band. Um, and the recording process wasn't too, too painful. Like I was, I was surprised at how not annoying I was because I'm normally... Well, that's just, good. I, I have OCD. I have OCD, so I just put everyone through hell in this sort of stuff because I just, I just think about. I'm thinking about. Oh my god, is this going to drive me nuts later? Or is this going to upset me? And then, and then it's worse if you add like studio. If you're paying for studio time, I oh, get yeah. even more stressed out. And I'm just like, oh my god, what am I doing? Yeah, I, I, it's useless. But I'm getting better now. I'm, I'm much better. I'm better at just sort of going like, oh, I have to have fun doing this. Yeah. Um, I, just, I, I, I'm more of like a yeah, just see what comes out, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that turned out good. So I'm just going to take that approach more often, just freeballing it a bit more. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, let, in, in that light, let's transition this podcast into talking about the Shackles record. Um, oh, yes. That was, yes. A, that was a very that. Smooth, smooth move by me. <laughs> yeah, very well done. Um, so, I mean, the, obviously, I think... I don't know if we talked about this when I saw you last or or what, but like, I mean, the record sounds fucking awesome. I told you the other day, it sounds great. Yeah, you've you've heard the whole thing. I I, I gave, don't tell Graham. I, I, I promise, I promise, Graham will never listen to this, so he will yes. never know. <laughs> He'll never know that you've heard the whole record. <laughs> but no, no, um, the first song. It's so weird. Um, first song was released, came out yesterday. Yeah. Mm. So, and we and we've never done like a video or any of that stuff. But um, because I've always been like, oh no, just the artwork, just that. I just want people to interact with just the artwork and, and yeah, the, the song content. But um, I'm like, whatever. The year's 2020. Um, you got to do as it. Well, um, may as well break some rules and yeah. um, and just you know, who's to say if if some of our like bands that we idolized weren't around today they wouldn't be utilizing the same um yeah the same tools i think the other thing too is like it's a bit i mean it's different now as well where like when again like when i exist started that band got kind of popular from us giving people cdrs like cd roms i burnt that's how that band kicked off like but that doesn't exist anymore so you have to use the internet now you have to use a platform that can share it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's funny. I kind of, that's, it. that's when I came into music, like in the, in the, you know, so going to shows in like the mid two thousands. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And CDRs were the thing. It was kind of funny. Cause, um, I've just become like obsessed with like music packaging and things being like a complete package. Yeah. And like those early depth CDR days, I just loved how much of like a, um, a, uh, like, um, aesthetic atrocity. Oh, they were. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I love the way you know, like no one needed. You just all you had to do was just like literally like some word art, <laughs> like in some cases on on a CDR, and people would go home and just absorb the whole thing. Yeah. Whereas these days, um, you got to try yeah, so yeah, hard like, now to get like <laughs> be actually artistic at this point. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I, it's just hilarious. Yeah, it was just like it. You know, no, there was no thought in, in, in that stuff. But like, it was kind of beautiful in a way because people were just absorbing the music. That's all you needed. Yeah. It was like these guys are doing a band and and it didn't matter so much. Um, and, and, you know, people would just absorb an, an entire demo, every word yeah. and everything. And, uh, well, yeah, it's different now. Now you need, yeah. 
yeah you have to you have to do set colors and yeah yeah exactly you have to do things like you have to do little videos and stuff like that i mean the um i mean i think that i want to talk to you about with with this is like i mean certainly it started with me with the with the i exist demo just because again like you said like i was burning cds and i was like i have to make a cover for like we have to have cover art for this and i was like i'll just do like a cut and paste thing myself and i just remember that like I spent hours making the cut and paste cover for the I Exist demo. Yeah. But then yeah, the yeah. CD itself is literally just a burnt CD that says like I Exist demo in like yeah, texter yeah. on it. Like and like At least you made proper artwork though. You made like proper <laughs> art. Like that was a lot further than I saw some other bands yeah. go to. Like yeah. and you did it the traditional way. Like Yeah. Yeah. Like all all your um yeah, I got always had cut and paste art yeah. on some of their early stuff anyway. And so you yeah. you did all this you you did the the like h- how much of oh. this art did you do? Okay. I literally did nearly all of it, but mm-hmm. I had to get help from Dan Fellon at yeah. Safety Pin Design. Um he helped, but I tortured the poor man. Like he was put through absolute hell. Yeah. Like he was put through absolute hell, and I went way over budget. Um, because because yeah, OCD. Okay, because yeah. I usually I can do things like all cut and paste and get it all done, but with this, because um, I I wanted to blend it with paint for the first time. I've never blended my art with paint, and I was like, yeah. I just want to push myself to actually. I don't want just a black and white cover. I want there to be like some, you know. So um, I was like, how do I mix this with paint? Because, like, I'm just used to cutting and pasting. And, and I, all I do is, is I, I Xerox a whole lot of black images. I can use Photoshop now. So I'll go on Photoshop and I'll get the images to the level of blackness I want. Mm-hmm. Then I print them off and then, like, literally get them to the right sizes in comparison to each other and then just move them around together until I find something I like yeah. and create something kind of iconographic. And then I'll build from there. Like, um, that was how... Uh, uh, um, I'm getting better at doing the whole process myself because I've been doing a few projects for other people lately. Yeah. But um, but with this, I was like, I ended up getting Dan to do like, I sent him exactly what I wanted him to do. Me and Ben, the drummer, did like a computer version of it. And then mm. when we got Dan to recreate a better version of it, like then I printed that off, painted around it and and everything like that, did all the stuff. And then we decided on going with the digital creation. So it, Dan had a massive hand in it too, but he was- yeah abused and put him told to what to do by me but then there's a whole inside piece as well there's like a whole inside piece and heaps of um there's like there's like three canvases all up yeah that wow. were like used in the thing yeah so it's pretty um and there's like a inside the record when it comes out there's like a whole rejig of the front cover too so yes yeah, it, awesome. it's, it's pretty pretty involved i just i just really wanted to step it up this time and, and yeah, push I mean, myself it, with water. It looks great. Like and it like I I love I love I mean that cut and paste art is like that's like my favorite thing. And I think and I mean it obviously comes from being obsessed with I Hate God, but like that even like just seeing it blended in like like you mentioned with other stuff. And then that's that was actually what I was what I was gonna say is like that was one of the things that I thought was cool about the video was blending all that, you know, all that stuff, the art yeah, stuff. Yeah. In. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wanted um, Graz was ma- massive help. The guy who did that video was great. Like I just said, look, put the artwork in there because it kind of like, um, oh, it's kind of funny. The artwork, uh, even though it's, it's the records aren't even out, so I feel like such a wanker being like, you know. But I, I'll, I'll talk. About it. I, I think 
it's really abstract, but those two sun things on the side yeah. and the little black lines coming at them, that's meant to be like black sludge dripping yep. out of like two portals. And then okay. the two, the serpents at the bottom are like drinking them up, like yep. drinking up the black ooze. And, um, and yeah, so I was like, but I just said, oh, for the title track, can you just do like, I want just I just want drains just sucking up black sludge and yeah. and and then just splice it with some band footage of us. But he did a great job, like it captures it really well. But but in saying that, I guess people can make up their own interpretations. Of yeah, it yeah. they can interpret it any way they want. I'm not I'm not here to um to walk, in- but, yeah, instruct like, them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If there's anyone out there that's even watched it, um, <laughs> you can interpret it yourself. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> um. But um. Yeah. So like I I mean I guess with I mean, the, to me, like I said to you the other day as well, like, I think it, it sound this record to me at least sounds like just like a good representation of the last couple of times I saw you guys live. Like, it just sounds like it sounds more the way that the band, I, I don't know, you can, you can talk to this if, but like, I don't, I don't know if there's been like a conscious effort for the band to go in a certain direction, but like. It certainly just seemed to me like the vibe was just a lot more like your the last times I've seen you guys live. Oh, thank. You. No, that means a lot. I, I think no. I remember a while ago Eddie said he kind of was using our self-titled record, like we did an EP a while ago, which was yep. a lot more dirty and and um the recording's just more flat and and mm-hmm. it's more of a metal recording. It, and then after that, we changed who we recorded with, and it got more sort of a warmer recording, like a yeah. more sort of warmer um raw recording but um eddie's like i sort of want to channel that but like push it way forward and it was just funny because he wasn't actually on that recording that's one of the ones he's not on (laughs) it was like it was a different one and he was like that one's really good and um has aged well the self-titled ep it's like a one-sided 12 Mm -hmm. he's like that's aged well so i want to take that and like take the best parts of that and and the push it forward so like we we down tuned i don't know i don't even know what tuning we're in now but it's way lower and yeah, I mean, it's, like it sounds years. a lot heavier. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I really wanted it to be like a sort of like where, um, where like a band like Hatred Surge left off. Okay. And sort of never, never, never. Like, that's sort of what I was thinking, like that. But you know, really taking to the next level and just our own thing. I, I, I hope whatever it sounds like, um, it, it, it sort of sounds like us. Yeah. Um, I, I think it. I mean, th- I think it really does. Like, I mean, because not, not that your recordings haven't sounded like you guys before or whatever, but I think like just the last whatever few four or five times that I've, I've seen you guys, I felt like it's gotten live. The vibe has gotten a lot more like, I think probably, you know, probably a bit like tighter and heavier, like a, a bet, a full like presentation. I don't know if that's just, it's, it's more, yeah, more austere and brutal. Whereas before we had that, we still had that like, we, we still have those like fun sort of like uh, slammy bits, mm. but you know, but our shows were kind of characterized by that. You know, we had fast bits and we had fun slammy bits and kind of moshy bits, but um, the newer sound is that it's much more austere and yeah. like imposing and like and um, it, feel, it feels more, like, more metallic. Yeah. Yeah. And it also, to me, it has felt like a lot more like tightly put together in the sense of like a set, I suppose. And I don't know if you guys do that, but it, it, it like, that's the way it always came across me. And I think, I don't, I can't remember the last time I saw you guys live, but I remember that, um, that power trip show in Canberra. And it was like, um, I hadn't seen you guys in fucking ages at that point, but it was like, it, that, that show was like this weird turning point show in Canberra where 
shows in Canberra up to that for like the last year to that point had been so kind of whatever. Like they hadn't, and Mental Cavity was playing like every two or three weeks and it was kind of like some would be good, some would be okay. And then for some reason that Power Trip show, there was like 200 people there on a Sunday night, which was like bizarre at the time, but the show was just really good. Like I felt we played pretty well. You guys were fucking awesome. Power Trip were great. Like it was just a really good vibe. And I remember your set like really stuck in my head from that night, like very... Like it, it was like, it sounded really good and it, it, it was just a, like a good culmination of all of that stuff, I think. Oh, thank you. No, that, oh, yeah, well, that tour was the last thing we did before we headed into the studio. Yeah, right. That was how long ago we recorded it. It's just been, it's just been a, a long, painful birth. Yeah. Um, but the record still is, it's, it's still relevant to me as when it came out. But, um, yeah, we, I, I don't know. I remember we, we were a little under prep for that tour because we'd just been jamming the new songs and then we had to go and like get a set list together. But yeah, Eddie, yeah, Eddie, Ed, we'd been working hard on that, that like sort of set list, I think. And Eddie was pretty, pretty, I'm um, pretty organized with having it all really good. And, and Ben's just a freak of a drummer. And yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt's always doing stuff. So they're all, I'm just like really lucky to be able to, in everything I, we've done I, I get to ride on the coattails of way more talented people <laughs> literally in everything i do like i just kick in the door and force like force things to sort of happen um even though i don't have the talent to be there well or, that's your job that's like, the role you said that's my job the yeah. leech just man the, the leech yeah the leech that things <laughs> hangs off other people's talents um but no that that was the time and and yeah sort of last year we i mean we're hoping to have the record out last year but there was no periods where we could tour and then the ironic the irony is it's like yeah. oh we'll just get it out when we've got time and then like a global pandemic hits <laughs> and, and, and so it has to come out in the middle of a global pandemic where we haven't played for like yeah. six months we, we played the week before it all came down but but yeah yeah when, when was mental cavities last show um i think february maybe here like here okay. the we played in canberra one week Oh, no, we played in Canberra and then we played here the next day, I think. And, like, I mean, we had a similar thing where, like, our record came out in November and I think we played six shows after our record came out and then a pandemic hit. So, like... Yeah. And... Yeah. And it was, like, the the weird thing was, like, okay... And Murph was, like, I'm going to go write all these songs now. And I was, like, okay. And so our drummer just wrote the whole new record himself because he was like bored basically yeah yeah and he's get he's been getting better at recording stuff himself so he just recorded all of it himself and like yeah i mean it's like it's coming together but it was one of those things where like it's the weird thing where like oh we'd worked so hard on this the last record to do all this stuff and then basically everything we had planned got cancelled and then yeah. now we're just working on a new record. So it's kind of like that one's just sort of been a little bit abandoned. Yeah, it kind of gets a second a second release. Yeah. But the weird thing about all this is I, I just don't know how time frames are going to work. But when, when things do come back, um, I'm feeling things are going to be like really localised. Even though everyone's online all the time, people yeah. are going to be hungry to see live music if they can afford anything mm. um, and, and aren't, you know, killing each other in the streets, which could, could happen. <laughs> which um, very which, likely. Yeah, which, which could happen. Um, I mean, if, if civilization is still here when the pandemic's gone, um, 
I imagine people will be keen to see live music and blow steam off, but they're probably not going to be touring, big touring things for a long time. Yeah. So, and, uh, I mean, the other thing that we, that we like been talking about lately is like, I mean, certainly in Melbourne, like, I don't know when it's going to be okay to have 300 people in a pub. Like, yeah, that's not going to happen anytime soon. And so that, that kind of like, certainly, certainly for like a lot of the stuff that happens here, like that removes, you know, like, I mean, Shackles, I assume, wouldn't go and play a show where everyone has to sit at a table. Like, no, no, like, I would rather, I would rather literally, I would rather masturbate in front of an audience like that than play a show i would rather be forced to masturbate or, or just stand there naked like yeah. i would prefer that that would be less embarrassing uh. than having to play like a show in front of people who and i mean i've done some pretty embarrassing things but that would be like really difficult i think like a sitting audience i mean drinking wine yeah and i mean like i get it for like doom bands or whatever like it's fine if they if that's yeah, the vibe yeah. for them but like I, I don't want to go and play, like, you know, kind of death metal crossover hug or whatever to a bunch of people sitting at tables. <laughs> you know, like, I can't Yeah, do it. sitting at- It's going to be so strange. Like, I've seen- In Japan, I saw a girl- There was this fucking cool chick there, a girl at a show, and um, she was watching- there's, have you heard of Dispolar? They're like a the Chicago doom band. They sort of sound yeah. a bit, like, corrupted. Okay, it's yeah, yeah. brutal. Very painfully slow stuff. I remember she was watching and really into it and just drinking green tea at the back. That's great. Oh, and I was like, she could go to, she'd love shows. She'd love point. shows right now. Like, yeah. yeah, she was like really, really into it, but just drinking green tea and just like, yeah, just, just, just knocking it back. And I, I just like, that's so sick. That's the like, vibe it was like, it was like, it was, it may as well have been her living room. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, it's the sort of music that makes you just want to smirk. But she was just just digging it. Yeah. And it was hilarious. Yeah, I love it. Like, it makes you want to scowl, I should say, scowl. It's like scowl music where it's yeah. just crushing and slow and heavy. And, yeah, for her it was green tea, green tea and relaxation, which is just, I, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. So I mean, that that whole, that vibe is very, that is very Japan to a, to a T, though. Like, I mean, when. Yeah, yeah. We went, when we played over there, Mental Cavity played there two years ago, and it was really f- we had like no right going and playing overseas. We'd only been a band for like six months, but we saw there was like a you know one of those Jetstar flight sales, and I just said yeah, to yeah. them, I was like, if we buy plane tickets, I'm sure I can figure out how to get us to play some shows. Like I know enough people that we can I can make this work, and everyone was like, okay. And so, just I bought five plane tickets because Sam came with us as well, and like we just bought five plane tickets with an eleven-day window, and then I just started yeah. messaging people like, "I'm in this band. We've only played like five shows in Australia, but like here, here's our demo. Here's whatever. Like, put us on some shows." And we ended up, you know, played a show with Unholy Grave. Like, played all these like wild fucking. You know, Palm did shows with, like we like cool all the cool people who like I know all stepped up and were like, yep, all good. But just the one of the funniest things about it was like every show was in a different town or a different city, and every show was like a completely different scene of people. Like not not one show was the same. You know, like the the show with Palm was demographic. Like, yeah, yeah, it was like all hardcore kids. Then. 
the sh- the show with uh, Unholy Grave was like a grind show that we just got like plonked into. Oh, you got how good is t- Tack? Yeah, Tuck from yeah, he organized your show. I, I like I don't know who like we organized it with a guy in Melbourne who knew people, but he d- he booked it for sure. Like he was there oh. doing all that stuff. Uh, and he, it's so funny because Unholy Grave are like this, you know what I mean? They're like this epic, yeah, legendary grindcore band. But he'll just book like he'll he, he doesn't give a shit. He'll book metalcore bands. It's all very yeah. very unified over there, which is sick. Oh, I just realised the Doom band I meant was Disrotted, not Dispolar. Okay. Disrotted from Chicago. Dispolar is the um power violence band from short lived power violence band from Sydney. Disrotted were the Doom band. Okay, they were Americans, but they were touring there. But but no, yeah, Tack from uh, Unholy. Great. I, I couldn't. Yeah, he he booked a show. I I went over there to to fill in for um Carsonoid, and he yeah. booked the show there. And but to me, and it was just like meeting a sweet old kind of uncle or Dude, something. It, it was, was really sweet. It was so funny, and like we, like I guess yeah, we had been playing this autopsy cover, and like every time we played it in Australia, I don't. I mean, maybe two people knew what it was, and then like same in the the other places in Japan, like. I mean, I assume some people just thought it was one of our songs. And then we played it with at the show with those guys. And the bass player came up to us after and he was like, he was so pissed. And he was like up the front singing like every word to this, you know, this stupid fucking autopsy song. And then at the end, he just goes, he was like, you know, in kind of, you know, broken English. He was like, you know, you guys are, you guys are from Australia. Yep. And he was like, do you know Blood Duster? And I was like, yep one of them is in our band like in our other band and he was like who and i like showed him a photo of josh and then he was like oh porn store stiffy and then walked off and oh I was my like, god is so that, is that his, one of his one of his names in blood dust one of his <laughs> that, like aliases no that that like porn store stiffy was one of their songs that josh is like the main focus oh. of the video <laughs> and like oh i see he just like he yeah, like yeah, just yeah. recognized him from a youtube video or something it was so oh, funny that's so good i thought it was like a pseudonym he went under that's so <laughs> sick yeah that's so no no oh they yeah they're like they really do like yeah, it's crazy the way they buy CDs and all that stuff yeah. over there. It's it's the cultures, the music culture is awesome. I reckon. I mean, the yeah, small dose great. I saw, but I loved it. Yeah. I, I, like they, they love CDs. Oh man, we took we took a box of LPs and a box of CDs and came back with no CDs and all of the LPs. Like That's we should so have bad. left the LPs here. <laughs> like, yeah, they still. It's it's hilarious. I I noticed that Carsonoid had CDs and they just was just snapping them up. It's yeah. like, well that that yeah, was like the, like the greatest regret was taking merch that was large and above and taking <laughs> taking records were the two things that we came back with like a full bag of XL shirts and a box of LPs like the heaviest but- stuff we took with us we brought back. They wear they. It's literally the opposite of Australia. Yeah, you know, like, yeah the exact opposite. Or the opposite of they wear clothes that fit. Yeah. Um, they wear clothes that fit and, and listen to our digital music. It's yeah. it's fun. Imagine imagine the opposite of the states too. Yeah, oh, tight 100%. shirts. Yeah. 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 Um, I've never toured states, but yeah, one day. Um. So I guess uh, like moreover with this record. So was there anything? different you guys did this time with like the recording mixing process or anything like that um all right, we recorded for the first time with our friend liam mm-hmm. uh chris who's done 
he's in Blind Girls, but he's done like quite a few Gold Coast bands. And um, yeah. But he was um, we were getting Andy Nelson at Bricktop Audio, Bricktop Recording to mix it. Yep. So Liam was sort of under his. Andy had like pre-prepped him for what he would need yeah, to mix cool. it. Um, he just said, I need like this, this, and this. Um, and then we didn't decide mastering till after, but we ended up going with Carl Saf just because we wanted to sort of, um, we could have gone with someone who'd make it really like, we wanted We wanted to sort of, the mix was so good. We just wanted, wanted it preserved as crystal as possible. So Yeah, sick. We, we and Carl was pretty good for that. Instead of sort of, we didn't want it too flattened or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, so, it, it, yeah, it's it sounds unreal, and it sounds like I think like yeah, it sounds like a real good you know progress point for the band. So I mean, yeah, good job oh, to I, all I, those guys. I can't wait for um people to hear the whole the whole thing. Yeah. Um. So so don't tell too many people it's a disappointment. Um. I'll after. reserve that opinion till after it's released. Yeah, after it's released, just <laughs> you can say like I heard it months ago. And and it's uh, it's been really disappointing. But, uh, Sorry, <laughs> but no, no. I, I think I think I think there's some. But no, no, I, I think there's some real gems in there. I pretty much like every song. It's the first time I've ever been like a hundred percent on every song. Like it's it's a cool feeling to have. Like I, 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 it's hard to choose a favorite song on it. So I'm yeah, really really happy with it. Like like every record, you always go, oh, there's things I'll do different next time. Yeah. But, um, but this one, I, I really feel like I'm just like, I'm so proud of it. I'm like really proud of it. So Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And I'm, I'm excited for, for people who who do buy the actual record. Um, A lot of painstaking work went into it. So yeah. you're going to get your, your, your bang for your bar. <laughs> yeah. if, if you choose to steal one or buy one or, or whatever, yeah. uh, download all the artwork off the internet and make your own at home, whatever <laughs> you do. That, that's an option for them. Maybe, and then maybe you can provide some rules that they have to adhere to and further yeah. demand participation. Further demand how they put it together. Yeah. Well, the, it's it, it, there's like, yeah, there's like two different covers, so that they'll, they'll be able to have fun with it. It'll be, right. they'll be, it'll be, there's lots of wallpaper if you want to make your house look hideous. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess the other big thing for me with this is like, uh, to me, it it's, it certainly feels like, and again, I could be wrong here, but it feels like it's got like a lot more of like the death metally sounding like riffing or vibe put into it. Was that consciously done, or was that just something that I'm hearing in it? No, definitely conscious. Definitely conscious. We already had like some death metal influences, yeah. but I think um, Eddie got really heavily into death metal the last few years. He always liked bits and pieces of it, but he was always more of like a grindcore guy. But mm-hmm. Um, like just to strip down, like just um, just yeah, straightforward approach to of, of grind, like all fast with no flab. But he mm-hmm. got much more into like um death metal. Like he, he got really into autopsy. Um, yeah, he he loves like a lot of that new the new sort of um sort of the bands that center around undergang in Denmark. Yeah, like yeah, right. Hyperdontia, um, Hyperdontia, Frenolith, stuff like that mm-hmm. on the on the newer spectrum of things. Um, but we've we uh. We've all kind of been. I, I, I've we've all sort of been in and out of death metal for a long time. So yeah. that was always in the background. But this is more forward. And I think me joining a death metal band, I I hadn't been having heaps of vocal problems, um, at the end of 2016 from touring heaps. And I mm-hmm. to stop not hurt myself on tour, I started singing in a different way that was really high and. I, I just screwed my voice. I couldn't work out like yeah. what I'd done to it. I'd lost how to like get. I'd lost control of it, so I could only go really loud, like really loud and hard. I'd forgotten how to 
just do it, just lose control. So when I, I had to go back and kind of teach myself to sing again, yeah. um, in like 2017. So, um, when we started writing the record and then I joined contaminated. Mm. So I, I had to learn to do like real lows and stuff. So this time I had like way more uh, skills vocally too to sort of do things. So that probably added a death metal side to it too. I, yeah. I learned more about how, how to get, be really low and, and, and um, we, we shackles. I always wanted to sort of have like an element of um, uh, cause death metal vocals are so um like the real lows, um, it's more, it's kind of theatrical. Like you're not actually exerting that much. It's more yeah. like, um, it's kind of like purring into a microphone. Like it's <laughs> sort of thing like purring and like a real, like, you know, using your tongue and purring, but this with, um, with shackles, I still, I still, I didn't want to go too like, um, too much just like, uh, you know, theatrical vocals. I still wanted it to be like, uh, really aggressive and like someone was still shredding their throat a bit, but yeah. There's dynamics in there this time because I, I actually have the skills to do it now, which I didn't on older records. It was more just piss and vinegar and how I felt on the day. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, learn, learning that stuff's interesting. I mean, I, I've I felt the same way. Like, I, like finding finding your way finding your way through your voice as well. Like, I'm I mean, my when I first started like yelling in bands, it was to do backing vocals, and it was just like, yeah, just scream as loud as you can. That's how you sing in a hardcore band. Yeah, you know? that's <laughs> like- that's what I used to think too. And it, but it's just not sustainable. No. It's 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 not sustainable, and it's not how it's done. Like um, and it's not how you actually get like you're not actually you're not even really probably lose using your throat or your anything when you do it that way. You're yeah. Just sort of, well, I think it's sort of just. Uh, I mean, I think I think for me the the key thing was like learning. I suppose that like, oh, I don't need to try and, you know, ruin my life today to do this. Like, my, like, it, no, it no. Should, I shouldn't be like destroying my body. <laughs> like, it, it, yeah, you need yeah. to find a way to regulate what you're trying to do, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, I've, I, I like, I like lost all like the, um, brevity to yeah. it by trying to yell too loud. And, yeah. and now I'm like, oh no, I can actually get brevity and dynamics and I can go low and high and, and um, and it doesn't actually take that much exertion. So I found it that way. It's easy to get the sounds I want by being more more relaxed with it. It just means I need a louder PA now, though. Yeah. So I sound like a rock star being like, "Can you turn it up?" <laughs> Which I never used to say because I was just really, really loud. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. My voice was like I blew it out to this like horrible, bloody sound. It was like really strange. It kind of sounded like the the body. Yeah, but work, but but not good. Like the body guy kind of makes it work, but I, I didn't make it work. Um, it was sort of like this high thing, and and I had to yeah co- totally go back to scratch. But but joining Contaminate definitely taught me new skills, and and having to just learn like other people's vocal patterns because I'd always just been so stuck in doing my own. And yeah, um, and I'm I'm just not a musician. Like I, I sort of just I have to sit there counting along to the music. Yeah, yeah. Going like oh, do, do, do. you know I, I'm good with writing lyrics and having a lot to say, but. Uh, but take, yeah, it's 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 I I learn songs in very unconventional ways. Yeah, I mean I and but even the the funny thing with that is like I even find that with um, it just depends on how you do things too. Like I mean, it, in Mental Cavity, Alex and I sort of share the singing, and it, the way I mean the way that he hears phrasing is like completely different to me. Like when he writes lyrics yeah, yeah. and he or he like shows me something, oftentimes I'm like. 
this makes no fucking sense to me. And I think it's because, <laughs> oh, like, right. probably because I played drums. So, the way I hear every, like, vocals to me are very, like, syncopated and need to fill gaps or stretch over a fill or something. Whereas, for him, he's, yeah. like, he kind of more follows the music because he plays guitar and he plays, like, I mean, I play guitar too, but I just, it, that's not the way my brain works, I guess. Well, yeah, I, I think I'm a lot like you. Yeah, I, I, like, I feel like it has to come in at a spot where it's not going to be too, like, naked or alone. Yeah. It has to ha- but but that's changed a bit, like, and I've gotten a bit better at sort of, um, yeah, not having to fill whole bits and leaving other bits free and just, yeah. like, working out, like, sometimes less is more and sometimes um, more is better. Sometimes, and yeah. sometimes you want you want to... Um, you want to add more chaos to like a a different sort of bit, uh, like a more sort of drawn out bit or whatever. It's it, but it's um, but it's kind of I, I like hearing that different people hear it differently. It makes me feel a lot better about yeah. like. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, uh, we cert- we certainly are like could couldn't be more like if even you know if the other experience I had with that was like I used to write lyrics for I Exist and I'd like present them to Jake, and then he would look at them and just go like how do you expect me to fit those words in here? <laughs> like, I can't do that. And I was like, okay, sorry. And then, like, he would change it and make it work, and then it was great. But, like, even even similar with him, like, there's a song that I think we both wrote lyrics for, and then, obviously, he used his own. But, like, we wrote lyrics, and I think we worked out, like, I where the phrasing was in my head was, like, the exact opposite to him, every riff. Like, it was, like we were on the on and off beat of each other for like the whole song and i was just like oh when that's it, hilarious when it when it was being recorded i was like this sounds so fucking weird and then now it's like yeah it's like perfect that's the way it should go but when it was happening i couldn't interpret it at all <laughs> like i couldn't understand how that's it was going that's so funny oh that's yeah that's cuz you yeah you're like the yeah the you know the the main creative force behind that band so yeah you'd have that all in your head beforehand i think i think eddie does too like he hears some things i do and just goes what what what's that <laughs> or like they, there was a few bits on this record where they fixed it up because like i was just dumb some of it comes though from doubt like i'm go oh i won't go too i won't. they were like oh that bait might needs to be more there needs to be more words there and i'm like the reason i left it more bare was because i felt i didn't have the confidence to do it properly but i have way more confidence now about jamming certain words and into a certain amount of space and yeah. getting like the right sound out of it. Cause I just thought, Oh, I, I, that this is going to be my fear is just being in the studio and like, like it not um, it's having in my head it being like, Oh, this will work. And then it's sounding like shit yeah. To, yeah. to my ears, which is. um, I, I get that though. I mean, fe- I have, I have that too. Like I, I still have. And I mean, obviously you've been singing in a band for a lot longer than I have, but like my, my, my thing with it is still just like, and I guess that's actually been the funny thing about doing this at home by myself is that like the only person who's here to critique it is me. And yeah, yeah. I think in the past, other people I've I've had people be like, it sounds good, man. Keep going, whatever. Whereas like this time I'm like, I played it. I'm like, that's not even a fucking word, you idiot. Come on, do it again. <laughs> oh, are you worried about you? You want the pronunciation to be good too? Well, not, not like... I mean, I know that it's like I'm, you know, doing like ostensibly like death metal singing, and I'm aware like no one's hearing the words. But like, my yeah, thing is yeah. like, I spend time writing the lyrics, so fucking make make sure you can make sure at least I'm conveying them. You know, <laughs> like make sure. It can be- oh, I'm so funny like that. Yeah, I, I sort of 
I guess like I need to be able to hear what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm also like, but I'm also like, oh, look, it needs to sound ill. So as yeah. long as it sounds ill, I'm like, if no one else can interpret it, there's a lyric sheet there. If someone <laughs> yeah, wants to exactly. Put themselves through the hell of it. But um, but like, I guess to the ears, it has to sound ill. But but in saying that, I can't understand like lyrics in most pop songs either. Yeah. It's oh. always been a problem. I, I Like people are like, oh, you, I, people always said that with metal, like, People who people who don't listen to it, friends who don't listen to it, like, oh, you can't understand the words. And I'm like, but don't you listen to things in different languages sometimes? Or yeah. like, you know, like, like I, I listen, I've listened to like my, my ex is like South American, and she used to she would play all sorts of music, and I got the vibe. I can't I can't understand Portuguese, but yeah, I, I could I got the vibe. <laughs> yeah, after a while, you hear it enough, and you go, okay, I sort of get it, and um. And yeah, even Kylie Minogue, there's songs there where I'm like, yeah, I understand most of the chorus, but like, <laughs> I yeah. don't understand the verses. I don't know. Uh, and I'm like, I, I don't know. Pe- and people, I'm sort of like, that's what lyric sheets are for. They wouldn't bother being having lyric sheets yeah, if you, you had to one. If, if it was so easily audible, you wouldn't need lyric sheets. No, no. Yeah, that's exactly it. So it's like, it's just music with, that, with like heavy distortion. Yeah. Um, heavy distortion over the, over the vocals. So it's like, yeah. That's what it is. Work the words out. Yeah. Read, you can read. <laughs> All the time and effort Mark put into the packaging on this record, get the fucking lyrics out and read it yourself. Yes, exactly. That's what it's there for. Buy the thing. Buy it. Buy it right now. Uh, <laughs> this record? No, no. Um, no, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> um, so I, I, I guess, I mean, this is obviously, this is coming out in a couple of weeks' time. Um with the uh, November the sixth, November the sixth, it's coming out. Um, like, what's the? I mean, I mean, it's pretty funny saying what's the plan, but I suppose there isn't much of a plan at the moment unless the the pandemic ends and things start going back to normal. Um, well, the, yeah, the plan is is um, I hope it's one of the last records you hear before um. The horizons burn yep. and uh, people take to the streets in the class war. Civilization. Um, yeah, I hope it's one of the last. I hope it's the soundtrack. I hope it's the soundtrack to that um, in my more grandiose moments. Yeah. Um, if not, if not, if the plan, um, if, if there's a semblance of, uh, if there's still venues, I hope to God there is. Um, I mean, I think the government has a package coming. Um, but... Um, well, but yeah, it's to play shows, to play as much shows as possible. Yeah. We'll to, I guess we'll do a release tour, a delayed release tour when it comes out. Well, we've already started. We've got some sounds and songs, but like I said, that's hard too because the guys are over the border. Yeah. So we'll start writing again eventually too. But but it's to tour. We're going to tour it definitely. We're going to get to every state. Yeah, I really want to anyway. It could be a long time, but we'll see you all eventually um, if everyone's still alive. Oh. So fingers crossed. <laughs> If not, then this is the this is the perfect record for you to <laughs> end yeah, the world to this anyway. is the perfect record for you to uh, for you to go. Yeah, it's about this. It's about uh, people's. It's about uh, you know the the uh, wellspring of hatred in all of our hearts. Um, this is this is the one. This is this is the, the time to um, take to the streets and yeah. This is the soundtrack <laughs> no, to the end. No, no, don't 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 listen. Don't listen. Don't listen to me. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm absolutely joking. I'm absolutely kidding. Um, um, no, no. Well, it, reg- regardless of all of that, the record is very good, and everyone should go and get it. That's my, that's my input. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> um, 
and and uh yeah yeah um when you hear it let us know what you think and um feel free to to say hello tell us what you don't like about it tell tell me it sucks i'm happy to hear all of it okay so open feedback for shackles following the release open feedback yes accepting all any feedback you want (laughs) haters make me famous (laughs) All right. Well, uh, that's that feels like a perfect place to to leave it. But um, uh, thank you for thank you for talking to me about the record, mate. Thank you for ha- having me on. This has been really fun. Um, I I've been a listener to this podcast for quite a while, so it's um it's an honor to be on here finally. Well, thank you for honoring the podcast with your presence. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, um. Yeah, there's been some serious, serious people on this podcast. So it's I don't feel to I don't feel um I don't feel worthy. Um, but but um I'm I'm happy to be here. If this episode hits the cutting room floor, it won't be fair. <laughs> uh, well, I I'll, the, I I'll let you know if it, if it doesn't make it. I'll keep you in the list. You know, I'm I'm not Nurgle from Behemoth. I'm not I'm not the guy from 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 Gorgarts. I'm not um. <laughs> You've had all these legends on and then me, so so we'll see. Well, good luck, mate. I'll uh I'll keep you in the loop <laughs> if it works out. <laughs> okay. Let, let me know. All right, Aaron. <laughs>